right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Very excited about another fantastic episode for you guys. We got a solution-focused show. We got a uh, very inspiring show. And we have a very cool thing that we're going to do. We're going to do an actual energy reading on the show. So Becca's going to, uh, my guest Becca Dickens is here, waiting in the green room real quick. And uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to expect, but I'm very, very excited about that. So, uh, but before we get too far into it, I just want to show you guys how you can follow and support the show. So if you head over to rebunk.news, that's the main website. That's the landing page. We're going to find links to everything related to the show. Um, let's see. The best thing at the top here that I want you guys to do, if you want to stay up to date with the show, you just enter your email address right there on the Rebunk News Substack, which will uh, subscribe you to the Substack. That way you get any notifications about the show or you can click on it and head over there. Pretty much it's just all the most recent episodes. And so anytime I go live, I send out a blast about, um, you know, any of the upcoming shows and some other announcements and things like that. So that's the best way to stay up to date with the show is on the Rebunked uh, Substack, rebunk.substack.com. Then, of course, you have all of the uh, affiliate sponsors there at the top. Primarily, I'm going to be shouting out uh, Richard Grove's Autonomy course, which is a uh, basically like an uh, entrepreneur course, an unschooling course. There's so much awesome, amazing information in there. They're about to start season 10, so I really want to encourage you guys to go check it out. If you click the link, and then you go here to their uh, to their landing page. <clears throat> just watch this little video with Richard. If you're not familiar with Richard, Grand Theft World, it's just like one of the best shows out there. But also this course, which I had the privilege of uh, taking season eight. I'm a season eight graduate. Learned so much about, you know, just what it means to be an entrepreneur. A lot of different things that, uh, you know, I never even thought of, really. And it's just a really powerful course. So what you do is you go here, you say, I'm interested. And it takes you through this obstacle course. You know, you can't just click and pay and get in. You know, you actually have to be like pre-qualified to see if like you're the right fit for it, for the community, because that's another big aspect of it, too, is the community itself. You know what I mean? And once you're in, you're in for life. So you can take it again and again and again. I'll probably hop on and take some of the, you know, hop in on some of the courses this season just to meet some of the new people, because that's where a lot of the cool stuff happens is when you start collaborating with these other people that are kind of on the same journey as you. So. Uh, autonomy is a fantastic thing. If you want to learn more about it, click the link on rebunk.news. It'll take you there and you can learn all about that. Um, we got truth TRS, heavy metal detox, truthtrs.com, heavy metal detox spray. Everybody could use a little heavy metal detox in their life. Um, the give, send go is just, you click there. That's just a tip jar. If you guys get any value out of the show, you can, uh, return any value there. And then of course we have the t-shirt shop. So this is, we just had Ryan from big frog t-shirts on, uh, Tuesday. And, uh, so, we went in, in depth into the shirt shop here, so I won't go too far into it. But yeah, if you guys want, we got men's shirts, women's shirts, we got hats and stickers. You know, everybody needs a why are you th or are you threatening me Beavis sticker on all their stuff, on their laptops, on their whatever, right? On their car, whatever. So yeah, uh, shout out to Big Frog T-shirts. They're a liberty-minded free or t-shirt shop right in the heart of Portland, Oregon, right? Right, we're right in the belly of the beast. So. By getting a shirt, you're supporting this show and you're supporting them. So that's really awesome stuff. And uh, I believe that's probably it for today. Just go to the landing page. You'll find the social media links on there. And make sure you're listening and subscribed on all your audio podcast platforms. So, all right. There you go. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest today. I'm very excited about this. Um, Becca Dickens. Becca is an energy healer, co-owner of Regenerative Life Farm in Findlay, Illinois. Uh, they have this awesome operation where they produce nutrient-dense food ecologically using regenerative regenerative practices. So we're going to get into that. Like, what does regenerative practices mean? Um, she's also uh, 
an energy healer. And so, you know, I alluded to that. And so you guys will be able to see what that process is like, and you can book your own energy session with Becca. So, you know, she reached out to me. It's really amazing. She's on this journey of awakening and healing. You know, we're all in this to kind of heal the world, but that all starts with healing ourselves. So without further ado, let's bring her in. Becca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, it's, it's so good to have you here. So I do want to give a shout out to uh, our mutual friend, Paul, Paul Henning, over at the Rewriting Our Future um, Substack and podcast. Uh, let me let me pull that up here. I, I meant to do that before, but if you guys aren't aren't uh, if you guys aren't familiar with it, uh, you guys should all go subscribe to his Substack here. It's a really Paul's just a really good dude. I've known him for a long time. I've oh really cool nice okay so I've known Paul for years and years. Uh, we've gone to all these festivals together. I think we're going to a festival Labor Day weekend together in Missouri, so we're going to connect again. So I'm very stoked about that. So just a big shout out to Paul for making this connection here and go give him a follow at rewritingourfuture.substack.com. So there you go. And uh, so anyway, Becca, thank you for joining me. Um, let's just jump right into it here. So Regenerative Life Farm, tell me about that. Tell, tell me what you guys do and how you got uh, involved with that. Yeah, we, uh, I was on uh, an awakening journey. I lived away from central Illinois. I grew up here. I lived away for most of my adult life. I had recently moved back and uh, was at a complete like midlife crisis or midlife awakening, whatever you want to call it. I had no plan uh, for my future and um, was pretty much just living with my parents, uh, recently divorced, no money, uh, washed up 50-year-old. And, um, but I was planning to become a nutritional therapist. I was going to school to learn nutritional therapy. I met my amazing partner, Jared, who was an amateur gardener who was watching a lot of YouTube videos and learning about regenerative farming and just growing food for himself and his family. Um, we had an amazing first meeting, just one of those golden conversations where you just look in somebody's eyes and everything clicks. I just mm. felt like I got onto a, um, a canoe in fast moving water with him. And mm. I just put down the oars and we were just flowing um, like from that. the first time. Awesome. And so, um, I told him you, you should, he was growing just some kale, just a little bit of food. I said, you should be selling this. We should be sharing, you should be sharing this with people. And he said, ah, I'm just doing it for my family and my friends. And I said, let me help you. Um, I had no idea about a romance or any kind of relationship with him. I just thought I'll just, while I'm hanging out with my parents, I'll just partner with him and help him get a little market going. And um, like long story short, I soon moved in and uh, we became partners. We started selling that summer. It was in 2018. We started selling, um, opened up a little mark garden market. Uh, and we just grew every year after that. Uh, we talked constantly about nutrient-dense food, which was really my interest, and uh, regenerative farming, which was his interest. Regenerative farming is really about the soil, mm. supporting the soil. Of course, uh, no tilling. Tilling rips up the mycelium network that lives in the soil. Um, there's a vast network of fungi and all of these threads of... Um, communication and immunity and power and a there's a vast communication between the plants with each other the plants and the soil 
um, healthy soil is the key to healthy plants. So we don't till because that rips up. It's just like driving uh, a knife through all of the um, wires behind your computer. Just oh. would mess everything up. So no tilling, no chemicals. We don't put anything that ends with a side on the garden. Aside means murder. Homicide mm-hmm. is murdering a man. Pesticide is murdering pests. But um, there, there's nothing about them that makes them um, only kill one thing. All yeah. those asides are just generally kill life. And so we don't put any of that on the garden um, and mostly try to support the soil. Healthy plants um, have a strong immunity. You don't need to put pesticides on them because a healthy plant gets its immunity from the soil, uh, the microbiome of the soil. Humans share 30% of their microbiome with soil. Um, We're learning that our immunity comes from our gut and the helpful organisms that live in our gut in the same way plants microbiome lives in the soil. And so a bug can't eat a leaf of a healthy plant. It can't digest it because it's too complex. It has bonds in it that makes it impossible Mm. for the bug to digest. The bug will naturally go to the unhealthy plant and eat it. It's little cleanup, just like dead cells in your body. The bugs go into your body and eat the dead skin cells. The bugs go and eat the unhealthy plants. They will leave the healthy plants alone. It's part of nature. We want the bugs to eat those plants so the other plants have more nutrients, more access to the water, and they can thrive. This is happening in your body all the time. This is happening when you get sick and have symptoms. It's getting rid of that toxin and those dead things and clearing it out. It's good. And so... That's regenerative farming. Uh, That's amazing. You just you just blew my mind. I had no idea about <laughs> that, but that makes perfect sense about like just the symbiosis of all the systems that exist naturally, and then humans come along. They think that they know better, and then it's like, no, we just need to kill off all these, and it always has to involve just killing. Like that's the human solution to everything. We just need to kill this over here. But it's like the butterfly effect, right? If you know everyone hears the term the butterfly effect, it's like. When you affect one system over here, just the tiniest little bit, it has this ripple effect that just goes through all the different systems, right? But people just don't understand that like nature is perfect. It's perfect. And it's in its actual instantiation. Like it's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very existence is perfect, right? And our, 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 we need to learn how to like be more in tune with that and be more plugged into that and act as stewards of that and be more, uh, you know, not, not working, fighting it or working against it or thinking that we know better. We have to just enmesh ourselves in it. You know what I mean? And that just sounds exactly like what you guys are doing. And that's very, very inspiring. That's so great. I'm glad you said steward. That's such a a good um, guiding principle that we do. Mm -hmm. Also, we are just working with it. Uh, When we were, we have grown every year selling our produce. We now sell uh, two markets at the farm every week, plus one farmer's market, a real big one that we go to. And so we're selling a lot of produce that way in about our, um, I think, 2019, we got, um, we started off with 200 chickens. Now we have about 300 chickens and we're selling our eggs at market. We're selling our eggs at local stores. And uh, we kind of got into the chicken business. For one thing, it's really good for the soil. Mm. They don't, don't use it on the garden, but they're, they move uh, to fresh pasture every single day, true pastured chickens. They have an amazing egg mobile that you can read about on our website. 
that gets uh, has movable fences. So every morning we move the, all the fences to a fresh pasture. Pull the, the chickens get closed up in their egg mobile. It gets pulled to a new spot, and they are eating grass and bugs. They love grasshoppers right now, um, and they get completely free range fresh pasture every single day and they tear it up every single day. Wow. And so they're um, rejuvenating that pasture with their manure, with their scratching. Um, and it's, uh, we have four cows and the chickens kind of follow the cows spread out their manure. All of this is helping the soil and the chickens are uh, very lucrative Yeah, or we're hoping that they will be someday, um, you know, allows us to um, support the produce business because um, selling eggs is a little bit easy, easier sell because more people eat eggs than eat um, kale sure. right now. Which is a bummer. You know, everybody needs to, yeah. I think, I think we just need to red pill everybody on the, the benefits of like vegetable smoothies. That's my thing. I'm just like uh, a fiend for vegetable smoothies these days. So I can't get enough kale. Can't get enough yeah. kale in my life. So <laughs> I want to show the the website real quick. So you guys, there's a link in the description, but also if you guys do go to regenerative life farm, Beautiful landing page. Look at this. Look at these guys. They're they're just crushing <laughs> beyond belief. Uh, the egg. When you click on the egg tab, look at this. At the farmers market, four dollars a dozen. Like what the heck? If you go to like any grocery store to get like organic eggs, which they say are organic. Like if I go to Kroger's and I buy some organic eggs, it's like, are they really though? Like <laughs> what 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 games or trickery are you pulling here? But so like it's cheaper than like your average. Like you around here, they're like eight bucks. Uh, so double, double the price. So you get like half, half the price and you're getting the true, the true organic stuff here. So that's awesome. Um, the other really cool thing I want to, I mean, there's so much cool stuff on the website, but I really want to shout out the blog too. Like your guys' blog posts here. Fantastic. There's the one I was reading the other day. Food is medicine, you know, and I, that's what I titled the episode. You know what I mean? And and that's such an interesting philosophy because, my awakening journey had so much to do with the idea of, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, once you learn about all the stuff like nine 11 and all this stuff, it kind of leads you down a path to where it's like, okay, so they're lying to me about this. They're lying to me about that. And then you get to a point where it's like, wow, they actually don't care about my health or me thriving in any domain of my life. And that, that leads us right to the food industry. And I would say, I actually kind of woke up to the whole pharmaceutical thing I, I was aware of it, but really post COVID was when it really hit. And I really dove in and did the research on that. And, and I could speak pretty, I mean, I write articles about it all the time. Like that's my beat is like the pharmaceutical industry. And that kind of led me into the food industry. Now I had a lot of cognitive dissonance in, in that journey. You know, I had, there was like things that I didn't want to be true or just chose to ignore. Like, Oh yeah, that's fine. And, and I know for a fact that there's a lot that are still, that I'm still kind of like resistant to, but you know, over the course of the last like, year really you know i cut out caffeine i cut out uh sugar i i, I feel like i've tried you know there's been a couple times where i've kind of gone into like well i'll have some like not like processed sugar like a freaking candy bar or something but more along the lines of like i guess like start more starchy type stuff which i'm trying to like stay stay away from too but like anyway so you know all roads lead to the food industry and once you realize that is you know, one of their main methods of attacking us, then it's like, okay, well, I need to do something about this. And it's not the easiest thing at first, but also I think it's the most controllable thing that we can do. Like out of all, like I can't do anything about the chemtrails. I can't do anything about the wars, but I can control what I eat. You know what I mean? 
So can you describe that part of your journey? Like the, the awakening to, you know, the, the, the food industry and just, you know, trying to steer towards more of just like a, just a very consciously healthy lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, stopped drinking alcohol mm. 10 years ago in October. So this is my 10 year sobriety. Congrats. Woo, that's huge. That's huge. My, uh, I was pretty high functioning, but my entire adult life, I was a blackout drinker mm. uh, every night. So went to sleep without remembering going to bed every single night. Um, and so very hard on my body, uh, very unhealthy. I don't know if I was even able to metabolize any food. I was mostly just living on um, white wine, probably. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I quit drinking. It was pure suffering for six months. Um, I don't know how I survived it. I just did. It was a miracle. Yeah. Were you doing um, any like 12 step or anything like that? Or just kind of white knuckling it? Um, I had tried um, a, tw a 12 step group before and in a brief um, try yeah. of sobriety 10 years before. And so I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth from that. I did sure. go to uh, life ring meetings, which is okay. a, um, a different, it's not a 12 step, but it's a, a sobriety support group. Totally. And That's so awesome. I did find that really, really helpful. And I did get some counseling eventually, but mostly um, just suffering um, and mm. white knuckling it. And um, my brain started clearing up mm. just as the alcohol started to fade away. After about six months, I started to like be able to come up for air a little bit. I had pretty much a constant panic attack for six months. Um, and then I started getting periods where I wasn't um, shaking and um, feeling panic. It was rough. And so anyway, uh, as I started to feel a little bit better, I was really suffering from a lot of headaches still every single day or several a week that were pretty debilitating. And I started to notice it might be related to sugar, that I was eating a lot of mm. sugar and I would have a headache the next day. And so um, as an experiment, I stopped eating sugar um, and a pretty bad two weeks of kind of coming off of that. But I went to um, no, sh no sugar and oh my gosh, I got, I swear I get, got smarter. I got mm, more intelligent. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of spreadsheets at my job and they were kind of, um, I couldn't do the calculations even after I got sober, but I just became like a genius at spreadsheets. Um, so I mean, it was quantifiable. I got smarter. Anyway, I really loved that. Sugar was my first one. So good for you for mm -hmm. giving that up. Um, I felt so much better. My moods leveled out instead of mm -hmm. being on that roller coaster. I, I just, I, things would happen. Somebody would trigger me and I could just deal with it better. I just had a little bit more space and I was like, this is how I eat. And so I go, I'm going farther. Uh, I was quite a bit heavier than too. Um, I was really mad that I didn't lose a lot of weight when I stopped drinking, mm. <laughs> but it's just cause I replaced it all with um, eating all the time. And so I did the whole keto thing I was like okay I'll cut more out and I was getting really sleepy so I cut out um look went extremely low carb for a while again felt great lost a ton of weight got smarter still and um I kind of was like running out of things to give up um, I had <laughs> processed food but I was like well I still got to eat but I just started then learning about processed food and um I actually ran into a um old friend a fellow who was in the same profession as me and we had kind of been um rivals professionally 
Um, but I saw her and she looked completely different. She had a glow about her. And I said, what, what are you doing? What's different? And she said, I'm going to nutritional therapy school. And uh, I said, okay, I'm doing that. Whatever you did, I'm doing that. And so I started going to nutritional therapy school. I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association. They followed the teachings of Weston A. Price. Yeah. If you've ever heard of him. Oh, yeah, Weston A. Price. Absolutely. Weston A. Price. He's been on top of uh, real food. Um, it's all about food um, forever since the 1920s. So, um, yeah. All of this and information. Doctor, Doctor Tom Cowan is like the one of the, like on the board, like one of the heads of it, or yes. was one of the heads of it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. he is. Him and um, Sally Fallon um, okay. were like the the founders. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And the and Tom Cowan is my oh my gosh, my hero. Yeah. Um, just amazing, amazing man. Yeah. He blows my mind, but yes, it's all true. He like yeah. Tom Cowan is is right again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I just started um, going to nutritional therapy school. I received an excellent education. They're trying to teach people to treat physical problems with food and with changing how you eat instead of pharmaceuticals. And, you know, I just got completely red pilled of like, oh, my gosh, pharmaceuticals don't do anything and they're making us sick. I just, it was, it just finally became clear to me. It's how we're eating. The food that we eat makes us sick. The big three things that kill people and make people sick today are cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. Mm. All three of those things are caused by the food that we're eating. And, and there are other specifically causes. sugar, specifically sugar. Yes, like specifically all those. Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. And totally. so, uh, all three of those things are huge businesses, are huge money makers for the pharmaceutical companies. All pharmaceuticals are treating symptoms instead of curing. Like ask a doctor or a nurse, what's your favorite he healing modality? What's your favorite way to heal people? They don't do, they're not in the healing business. They're in the treating of symptoms business. Yep. Um, chronic illness is what most people have today. Over. 50% of people have a chronic illness, just walking around feeling like crap and, be, and being sick. And it's all their food. And I can tell you how to know a processed from a whole food. It's very simple. A whole food, if it has a box, if it comes in a yeah. box and has a list of ingredients, it has five or fewer ingredients. You recognize all of the ingredients as food. You don't have to go look them up online to know what they yeah. are. It's a recognizable food. The first ingredient is not sugar. Mm. That's a whole food. If it has those things, it's a whole food. Those little Lara, Lara bars, it's mm. like dates, I don't know, chocolate, three things, three or four things. Um, that's a whole food. It's very, it's really simple. And Processed food, all of those chemicals, our bodies do not know how to digest those. If you can read it and you don't know what it is, your body does not know what to do with it. It has to process it. It has to do something with it. Uh, we are, this is my, what I learned in nutritional therapy school and just from my own awakening, we are as a nation, as a Western civilization, starving in the midst of plenty. Mm -hmm. We are eating and have more food, more bulk of food available 
than ever before in human history. And people are literally starving, like yeah. literally malnourished. Yep. Tom Cowan says that the things that cause um, illness are uh, injury, toxins or poison. He calls them poisons, mm -hmm. starvation or malnutrition and delusion. He puts in delusion. the fourth believing things that aren't true, believing wow. things that your body knows aren't true. Uh, these are things that make us sick. So yeah. the, I think most people who go and eat a big fast food restaurant, uh, a fast food meal, they have a huge hamburger, a huge amount of food. If their belly feels full, two hours later, they're hungry again. They are literally hungry. Their body is mm -hmm. hungry. Like that's real. That's not a weakness in them. Their, their cells are starving for nutrients. They don't have enough nutrients for their brain to work right, for enough energy for, for them to walk around. Their body is crying out for more food because there are so few nutrients in that hamburger. Wow. Yeah, no, that's so, it's so true. It's so true. Like, you know, the, when they talk about, um, like, you know, uh, people like, like, uh, what do you call it? Just like a supply chain issue, right? In the store where like, you know, we all envision a situation someday where it's like, we go to the grocery store and food won't be available. There's not going to be any food there, like a food shortage or, <clears throat> or something like that. But you know, you know, I can argue that nowadays it's more like a nutrition shortage where it's like, you know, yes, the more, ex the more like actual whole foods are getting really expensive to the point where it's like, you know, a lot as if this continues, people are going to be priced out of the ability to even afford that sort of stuff. So let's revert back to the, regular GMO or just regular processed stuff. And so, you know, my goals is to kind of build relationships with farmers here to kind of figure out ways that I could source my food locally and not have to rely on a grocery store. That's a huge goal of mine. So that was one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, so people in my situation that don't necessarily have access to a farm, there's this one farm that I've been to a few times uh, where it's like you go volunteer on like a Saturday morning you can leave with like a duffel bag or a little bag full of as much, you know, greens as you can carry when this is huge huge farm and and we they did we just go in and harvest and then leave with a bunch of stuff which is really cool but what would be some of your advice what would be your advice to some of the people out there who may be just like living in the city or you know maybe they have dreams of getting a farm someday or getting some land where they can grow their own stuff and have their own chickens but they're not quite there yet like what would be your suggestion for people in that situation i got four things that you could do to start living more sustainably and um yeah, so just start moving in this direction, but plus it'll give you a great quality of life and greater health. One is grow something that you can eat. Mm -hmm. So even if it's an herb that you put in your windowsill, uh, food carries energy. And if you grow a little bit of basil in your windowsill and every day you water that plant and tend to it and send it loving thoughts uh, later when you eat that food, um, even more so if you share that with somebody that you love, um, you will be greatly enriched. Plus it'll have good nutrition, but we put, we put energy into food when we interact with it. And uh, so just grow something. Um, it's addictive. You can grow uh, herbs in your windowsill. You could get a small pot of tomatoes, um, a small pot of potatoes. Um, you could, it's possible even in a city apartment to grow um, something that you can eat. The second thing is uh, learn how to cook something that you love from scratch. Mm. So just know how to, something that you really love to eat. Um, something I'm having for dinner tonight is um, spaghetti with sauce, uh, spaghetti sauce made from tomatoes from my garden. 
but um, I make it just from scratch. Um, I don't put any sugar in the spaghetti sauce like the stuff you get in the store. It's mm -hmm. delicious um, and just a go-to recipe I can make over and over. Um, anybody can do that. Just go get Whole Foods, the best source that you can, and learn how to cook something really well that um, that you love. You're putting your energy into it, and you're taking ownership of being able to, to create that food and cook it for yourself. Uh, the third is eat with other people. Meal times used to be uh, sacred make them that way again. It's impossible to be an enemy with somebody that you eat with. Let's treat eating like the, the sacrament that it is. Um, make it really important. If you have, uh, invite somebody to dinner that you're maybe don't have a great relationship with, when you're cooking for them, you're gonna be thinking about how the food will delight them, how it will nourish them, thinking good thoughts about them, um, they will be grateful when you serve them the food. You'll sit down and eat together, which is a very vulnerable uh, time. And um, it has transformed relationships for me just to um, wow. cook for other people. And so eat meals with other people, people that you love and people that maybe you don't love, uh, but that you want to have a better relationship with. I would love to have uh, communal dinners at the farm. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be amazing. We've done a few, but just to have regular where a people from the community can come here and all eat together. I think it could um, completely transform the community. My fourth thing is what you're doing, Scott. Well done. Make friends with a farmer. Get to know a farmer. Look somebody in the eye who grew your food. Again, food carries energy. If you have mac and cheese that was made by your mother or somebody who loves you, you could have that same mac and cheese made by a stranger. Um, your mom's will always be better, even if it comes from the same box and uses exactly the same ingredients. It tastes better because it has love in it and it's personal. Um, and so when you make friends with a farmer, you can look in my eyes, you can see if I'm angry, you can walk through my garden and see how the plants are treated. You can look at the chickens and see if they're happy or if they're being tortured um, and uh, enslaved. Uh, Think of, about the food that you get in the grocery store or at a restaurant and how many hands that has gone through. Yeah. Um, how much human suffering and how much animal suffering has gone into producing that food. And it's hard to imagine that it wouldn't carry that energy. I can certainly feel um, the energy in it. Uh, I eat a, probably about 80% of the food that I eat comes from my garden and, um, and, the meat that I eat is all local and I know who killed it and the, um, and how it was raised. And then I buy a bit of stuff like pasta uh, that, and rice that I can't make or grow. But um, I am super powered by the food that I eat. And the people who come and buy food here say that when they take the food home and they eat it, that, like one guy told me he, he can't sleep. If he eats our food late at night, he can't sleep because he has so much energy. That's what I was thinking Whoa. about getting addicted to your kale smoothies. Um, yeah, make friends with a farmer. For one thing, it, you'll be able to see to know the energy of that food and see the love that they put into that food, and you you will be nourished by it. Also, support them now because when yeah. it hits the fan. Give those people money, your money, so that they can build infrastructure now. So many people say to me, um, 
well, I know when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to, I know where I'm coming. I'm going to come to your farm. I'm like, great. You're contributing to the problem and making it worse. And when it finally all falls apart, you're going to come here and I'm supposed to feed you. Like, no, no. give no. me money now and let me build infrastructure. Let me get another 300 chickens and, and be set up for, for what we all know is coming. Like, so go make yep. friends with the farm and help them today. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And you guys can even think of it if you want to in a self-serving way where it's like, go support the farmers, go, go get your groceries from, from their farms, their farm stands, that sort of thing, build that relationship. So when that time comes and you do show up at the gate, like boop, 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 Hey, will you let me in? They're like, hell yeah, come on in because you built that relationship and you have been supporting them. Right. So there you go. And that's, I keep saying it on so many shows. I'm like, okay, that's my goal this year. And the year is kind of winding down, but, uh, I have, but I have been making progress. Like there's that one, one farm, his name's Paul, great guy. You know, um, shout out to Patrick, my buddy Patrick, who introduced me to him. I've got some friends over just the next town over that have a big uh, farming operation that I've been helping out with. So I am doing it, folks. But I guess the big one that's in, in my mind is the meat. I need to figure out where, where to get my meat because I just keep going to the damn grocery store and getting my meat there. So that's <laughs> uh, on my to-do list. So, folks, there you go. So, well, Becca, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, tell me about your journey with energy healing. Like what, what, tell me about how you started doing that, how you see it as a, a way of, you know, you know, you talk about how, you know, we have to heal ourselves in order to heal the world. How does this practice benefit? You know, just tell me more about it. Cause I, I don't really know much about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my whole life, I can read people's energy. It's the only way I know how to say it. I, it's not so much knowing what they're thinking like in words, but I can feel what they feel. I feel their happiness or their sadness. I think a lot of the reason that I became an alcoholic is because a lot of this information is very jarring and hard for me to deal with. And people really don't like it when you tell them what they're really feeling when they're trying to wear a mask and show something yeah. else. Yeah. And, um, it was very hard for me to uh, pick up on all of this energy. By the way, everything I'm saying, everybody can do this. There's, I don't have any special talents. I'm not special. I'm just somehow am tapped into something. Um, so anyway, after I, I think that one of the reasons I drank, there are lots of reasons, but um, it's because when I do that, all of my intuitive abilities, all of my superpowers are just tamped down and yeah. muted. Uh, and it makes me able to um, exist in the matrix and you can't exist in the matrix when you can read energy and, and see what's really going on. It makes you too crazy. So anyway, uh, after I got sober, I went through this journey. I got really into healing people through food always comes back to healing myself. Um, but I'm still, uh, want to help people. I want to help people in the health freedom movement, especially I'm trying to find my part. I'm not, Scott with the megaphone um, yelling at people. Uh, I'm not going to be like that. Like, what is my part? How do I encourage people? And um, I really thought I could encourage people by helping them find their true paths. And I just had this idea. My spirit guides talked to me. Finally, after years of me begging them to talk to me, they were always right there and always talking to me. And finally, I, I started to hear them and they were like, yeah, just, you know, start having these conversations with people, start telling them 
So what the process is for me that I have developed is when I tap into someone's energy, which I can do it just from someone's name, just from them asking, booking and energy healing, I start to get uh, impressions, senses, words and phrases. I then when I start the session, I kind of ask someone what's going on for you today? What would you like to know? And I've made some notes beforehand of just like random things that pop into my head. It's very awkward in a normal conversation to say, hey, I, for some reason I'm seeing a, a circus carousel. Uh, what do you think? Does that resonate? And the people, the cashier is like, no, that doesn't resonate. Please get out of the line. <laughs> um, but if I'm able to do that where someone goes, oh my gosh, yes. And then we can have a conversation. Um, it's just a way for me to help people on their own healing journeys. Every single session that I do, I also learn from it. Uh, I feel like I'm channeling like something, the higher spirit, higher consciousness is speaking through me. And so I get to listen also. Um, it's a huge honor to get to tap into people's energy and to share what I'm feeling. And um, everyone is so lovely and interesting. That's Maybe so awesome. we should just do it and it'll, it'll make Yeah, it. let's do it. I, I'm just so curious. Yeah, so those of you watching, listening, we're going to do one live on the air here. So uh, <clears throat> I'm very excited about this. And Beck and I have been conversing back and forth quite a bit before the show. One of the things I didn't reciprocate with you in our conversation earlier is that, you know, and but we talked before and this audience knows if they've been following the show for a while. I too am in recovery. You know, I'm coming up on seven years, you know, clean and sober. You know, I had... <clears throat> quite a journey with that, but, uh, you know, dedicated now a lot of my life to recovery, helping other people get clean too. So I can really relate to you on that. And so, uh, yeah, so yeah, let's just get going. What, 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 whatever you need from me, just let me know. I did make a few notes. And so usually my process is, um, as we're talking, especially if this was the first time we were talking, I can hear things in your voice and images start coming to me. But because I've listened to your podcast and um, have, have talked to you some, I did make some notes about some impressions I have already. But um, just tell me, this is the day that we're talking. We've come together on this day. So tell me what is important to you today. What's going on for you today? Or what are you curious about? What would you like to ask somebody who could read your energy? Um, you know, there's so many facets of my life where I feel like uh, change and new new chapters, I guess you could say potential new chapters a lot, whether it's like business, personal, like, you know, relationship wise, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, kind of just, um, I, I, I love it. It's very exciting stuff. Um, but, uh, what, what sort of energy is around that? Like new chapters. I mean, do you want me to get specific? I mean, I don't even know about specific or just like in general. I don't know. That's a, that's a great place to start. And I okay. have uh, some thoughts about that. I did make some notes about some new new stuff and like next steps for you. So that's okay. perfect. Uh, the first thing I wanted to tell you is when I started uh, thinking about you, I just kind of sit down and meditate and think about you. And I smelled uh, wood smoke. There was no fires around me. And mm. I thought of the phrase um, council fire. And so I think most of our ancestors everybody's ancestors sat around a fire at one time. And I just pictured you um, as kind of sitting around uh, with other people, 
and you kind of leading a discussion, acting in a leadership role to the, to problem solve and to figure out what to do and how to build, um, but sitting around a fire. Um, and so it was a, just a very pleasant, uh, nice feeling. And I kind of, that's framed how I was thinking about you, that you um, can step into that uh, leadership kind of role as of leading the council around the fire. And I wanted to ask you if you, um, do you feel a call towards leadership, but are you looking for followers? If you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Well, I'm not like looking to be a cult leader, not necessarily looking for followers. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't know. It's kind of funny. So just over the last few years, I've kind of just by default found myself in lots of leadership roles, like in our little freedom communities and stuff, like particularly out in Oregon, which was kind of like a weird position because I'd never envisioned myself as that. But like, I was like the main one organizing a lot of like our meetups. We did a big festival right outside of Portland. And like, I was like the main person organizing that. And it's like, just by default, I'm like, well, this has to be done. And that's kind of just my attitude with a lot of this stuff. It's like, well, this just has to be done. And so actually the meetups we do here, um, I'm pretty much the one that makes, makes them happen a lot of times for like a couple of the communities I'm involved with. Now, not all the communities, there's a lot of people that other that take the lead on a lot of that stuff too, but it is weird how I do find myself kind of like in that role a lot of times, which is weird, but it's, right. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I wanted to say if you're, um, the, when you find yourself step into it, you're ready when it, yeah. when the opportunity arises, step into it. Don't be, don't hesitate about that. And I wanted to say something about you and holding space. And I'm just thinking about um, your interview with Dr. Shiva. Oh yeah. Who, um, I was, this is Becca talking, not the spirits. I was impressed with your interview abilities with him because he's kind of like, it's like trying to interview a tornado or some other source <laughs> of nature, right? Yes, yes, it is. So you have a very open heart. Um, and it's a really good quality about you. I, I love that about you. And your, your spirit guides, um, that is a, they see that as a strength, is your open heart. But anyway, about Dr. Shiva... When I was listening to that, uh, the spirit said to me, like I was listening to the content and um, kind of, you know, agreeing with him, but also thinking he's, he a little bit um, overwhelms me with yeah. his energy. He just kind of like sucks all the air out of the room. So powerful. But the spirit said to me, watch Scott, watch the energy. And what I saw is I, I don't always understand that phrase holding space. But I saw you holding space for Dr. Shiva. And um, a lot of times with holding space, I think of it as like sitting with somebody who's freaking out and just being there for them while they're freaking out. But I kind of saw you holding space in a masculine, it's, it's like a, a positive masculine quality of um, making a protective container mm. for this force of nature. And I almost saw Dr. Shiva, even though he's so powerful and forceful, as vulnerable in his like craziness, and that you were, you kept him looking human. You were holding mm -hmm. this like container for him, where he, I saw his humanity, and I saw 
both of you trying so hard, both of you such, such good-hearted people. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Do more like what you did with Dr. Shiva. That was really beautiful and a really strong masculine um, protective quality of you setting boundaries and controlling the situation, but in order to let his humanity and his message come out. And it made wow. me feel really good about coming into this interview with you that I knew you would keep it, you would hold space for me, that this would be a safe space for me. Awesome. So, I love that. I love that. Oh, I love that too. That makes me feel just so good. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about addiction also, yeah. since you have that in common. I was thinking about addiction of both of us, and I haven't thought of it this way before, but I thought about, tell me if it feels this way to you. I saw these kind of like, I call them leeches, these some kind of sucking uh, energy spirits that were able to find a way in to me through my addiction. When I was addicted to that thing, these things attached themselves to me. And it's really scary when I talk about it. I saw them attached to you also and basically sucking your life force out of you. And I saw you shake it off. Um, and I saw myself shaking them off when we got sober and just like, get off of me, get off of me and shaking those things off. And um, such a relief to get rid of them. But at the same time, um, why did I, what was I getting from them? So it's important to, when you're exploring your shadow to ask, what did I get from the addiction? Mm -hmm. I, those things were sucking my life force. My life force was going into the addiction instead of into creativity. Why, what did I get out of that? And for me anyway, I wasn't ready to step into this person that I am today. Um, if I let my full creativity and my full life force come forth, I need to do something pretty crazy, like leave my career, um, move across the country, become a completely in debt farmer and do a business that everybody I know in my personal life thinks is insane of being an energy healer. Mm. And so same thing with you. You weren't ready to step into this role that you have now as a health freedom fighter, as, um, as all of that. And, um, I don't know. Does that resonate? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously I wasn't ready to do much of anything for a while there, but also I think it forged a lot of, you know, the resilience I probably needed. Like if I can suffer and handle all that, then, you know, I pretty much can handle anything, you know? And so it kind of, I feel like I was kind of being shaped into what I needed to be today. And, you know, I don't regret anything, uh, but I do, you know, it's, but I've, I've, I've been able to like work through a lot of it, process a lot of it, make amends for a lot of it, but also like recognize it for what it is. You know, that was, that was a part of my life. You know, you can't go back. Like my sponsor said, like, you can't wish for a better past. Right. So we can't go back and change anything, but we can learn and grow from it. And uh, yeah, I fully believe. And it's really interesting too, that also like the recovery process, because I, I do do the 12 step thing. That's like a big part of my life. And like, you know, so much of what I've learned and gained from that has directed, you know, directly translated into so much of what I get to do today. It's really crazy. You know, a lot of, 
a lot of what the strength that I get to be able to do what I do, you know, both on and off the podcast is direct, a direct result of that direct result of that very tangibly specifically is like event planning. Like that's a big part of my recovery is that I am the chairperson of a committee that puts on events for people that are clean and sober. Right. We just did a big rafting trip in East Tennessee, uh, whitewater rafting trip, but I'm like in charge of that committee, you know, and I was doing the same thing out in Oregon too. And now like we just put on a big freedom event down in Texas, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, these, these things that I learned had I not been, you know, trapped in addiction for so long and then been on this path, like I wouldn't be able to do so much of the things I do in my real personal life. So it's pretty crazy. So I firmly believe that all of that was really just creating who I am today for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, I feel like there is something just like how after you got rid of that addiction, you got a bunch of more energy and new creativity opened up and doorways opened for you. Um, Things that used to be hard became easy. I feel like you're now coming up against something else that is, again, taking some of your life force and it's nothing personal to you. I still have these things also, things that I need to, I don't know that it's like giving up another substance. Like I said, at some point you've given up caffeine. At some point you're going to run out of things to give up. But it could be, um, well, I'll just talk about myself um, just to give some ideas, Um, some thought forms, like some old resentments, some ways of relating to people that I'm just kind of still addicted to that are not serving me any longer, but that take a lot of my energy, Um, maybe some bad habits, um, some ways that I try to run away from my thoughts and distract myself. Um, like listening to podcasts all day instead of just having silence. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Come on now. (laughs) I do the same thing. I do the same thing. (laughs) So I don't know. Think about if there's something else that a habit or a pattern that used to serve you that you're, it's just kind of um, you're doing it out of, out of habit, but that it's, if you could let it go, it would open up so much more power and creativity and, give you more life force, more energy. And so consider what that is. These, this doors that you're, you know, seeing what the next step is and, and looking for the next doorway to open. I think you'll, you're going to need to let go of some things. I don't know if it's people or habits. How does that hit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely a few things come to mind there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Um, yeah. It's awakening is not, you're never going to get there. And so there's always um, more. And some of the things that change are really scary. Yeah. But um, I feel really strongly, you know, you, you're, you have a good heart. You're on a good path. I really like your um, attitude in your podcast with Ryan you said something towards the end, like I'm looking for, you know, maybe lockdowns are coming again or something um, more authoritarianism is coming again. I'm looking forward to getting out my megaphone. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that made me laugh. And like a joke, but you know, it's a good way to, it's a good way to look at it. Like admit that you like getting out there and mixing it up and it's not being cruel. You're not going out to torture people. You, this is your calling, like go out there, but admit to yourself that, that, that this is fun and this is an adventure and that this is your life. 
and following your mission feels amazing. And so um, be honest about, about the things that you do and your motivations. It's okay. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it felt, I felt really excited and good about that. And I'm glad to have you out there fighting. And, oh, thanks. Um, you know what it is? It's the idea of a uh, anti-fragile, like anti-fragility. Have you ever heard that term anti-fragile? Yeah. Where it's like basically not just, it's not like avoiding discomfort or avoiding pain or anything. And actually I learned about this in autonomy. Shout out to Richard Grove autonomy. We talked about it in the beginning, but anyway, I learned about all this whole concept in there where it's like, you don't uh, avoid pain or discomfort. You just charge right into it. It's like, and not only that, not only are you charge it into it, but you thrive in the face of it. Like adversity, things that are like coming up that are like causing turbulence in your life. You're just like, yes, I'm on that. Not like, you know, tragedy or anything like that. But it's like, you know, you actually rush right in to situations that most people would like shy away from. And then, that, and then you thrive in those situations. And that's what I found in COVID. That was my experience with COVID was that I'm like, nope, not playing your games. And I'm going to charge right through you. And it just this path that I'm on now as a direct result of, of just sticking with my principles is beyond my wildest dreams. And so it's like, okay, so it kind of, and then it kind of helps motivate you in the future when you are up against uh, ad adverse, you know, uh, like, like difficult situations, then you're just like, well, I know what this is. And I know the best way to handle it is you just charge right through it, you know? So yeah, there you go. I like yeah. That. I, I feel like, we're, I'm going to have, and you definitely have the ability just to, um, I pictured somebody, I pictured myself arguing with somebody about whether to get vaccinated or mm. not. And I was like, pictured myself holding a big stack of papers and going, but Tom Cowan said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And just like trying to give them facts and getting nowhere and getting all confused in my head. And then I pictured myself just going, mm. no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, that's, totally. That's, that's not for me with a smile on my face. And um, exactly. I kind of like, that is the energy that you bring to it. Just, no, I'm not doing that. And with a smile on your face and being funny and uh, we got to laugh at these clowns. And I think definitely you should use your humor and, and laugh at the situation. It, this is ridiculous. We don't build up anything like elites of, of like these criminal masterminds they're they're ridiculous exactly well you know what i think that whole term is just flawed and should be like we should come up with a pejorative term to label them with because at least we're the elites we're the ones that are creating the new world right we're the ones that are out there like actually doing the work to build the type of world that this planet deserves and that these well there's probably a lot of people that'll that i'm listening in my listening audience that will at least I didn't say globe. I said planet, the realm. Okay. The realm. How about that? The, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, yeah. The people the, the, we're building the realm that we want. I have a lot of flat earthers that give me shit. So there you go. <laughs> uh, we're building the realm that we want. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and so, but we're the elites, you know what I'm saying? Like we're the ones that are actually trying to fight this thing with like the true principles of like love and, and, and guidance and like empathy and all these things that the world needs. But it's like, Somehow they get the name the elite. No way, dude. No. Right. We're the elite. There you go. Um, I wanted. I'm getting something about. What do you think about? Have you heard when people talk about that they got a download? Oh yeah. Have you yeah. have you gotten downloads before? Oh yes, all the time. Yeah, Good. I mean, 
I'm trying to think of like in terms. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of mine come in terms of like like music, like like all. Uh, it's really crazy. Like those are the most like pronounced and just tangible ones. Like um, like this one of the, I just remember this song that I wrote that was actually related to like addiction. It's pretty funny. It's called uh, the Hood Rat Boogie. It's all about dating like a tweaker chick, right? Or just like like just. But it's just a funny song about you know that, that whatever. So anyway. That, that's going to be out soon. It's going to be out soon, folks. But anyway, I wrote it many years ago, but I remember just woke up one night in like the middle of the night and the song just like came to me. And I just like pulled out a notepad pen and just like wrote it down and it just happened. And like the version it is today, it's like maybe a couple words different than what originally was like just came out. It was so crazy. That was a very crazy experience. But, um, but yeah, yeah just in, in terms of that, where it's like, yeah, I know what you mean, where it's like you feel like you just tapped into something and it just manifests. You're just like a vessel for it. It's almost like it's not even yours. It's just something that just flows through you. And so I have that experience a lot, like playing music, playing guitar, That that's a definite real thing. Well, I feel like something like that is going to keep happening and not just with creative music stuff, but with um, like what you're supposed to do next and your... Yeah. Um, new doors that will open like you don't have to try to figure it out you don't have to push it's just going to come to you like that yeah and uh, i was thinking about it because of meteor showers lately have been really mm -hmm. amazing um think about when meteors are falling from the sky you can see the big pieces like shooting stars but there's like dust from that meteor falling on us everywhere there's stuff from outer space falling and that we're breathing in you know, energy from um, millions of miles away and yeah, it's coming in from everywhere. So be open to the downloads and don't be afraid okay. of them. And yeah, tap, you're tapped in, like you're in this, um, this space, your heart is open. So keep it open and just like, let it come in and rejoice in it and don't judge it. Yeah, if it's a song about a tweaker chick or okay, I'm sorry, I was just an idea for a new uh, a new podcast. If it's a uh, an idea for a new business, um, just like let it come. Um, for some reason, I want to tell you to use cash whenever you can because okay. cash has a different energy than when you do electronic money. Yeah. Um, it just feels different when you spend cash because cash is an energy exchange. Um, totally. You can look somebody in the eye when you pay something for cash and make a human connection. You're actually trading some of your energy. Money isn't real. It's so we, you know, oh, yeah. like using cash lets us make, have, have something real happen instead of having it all be make-believe. Um, we can, we still have to be in the, make believe world a little bit and play in yeah. the matrix, but, um, find ways to get out of it. And totally. I think you should be really brave right now. Uh, do put your energy into the things that you want more of and don't make, don't be like, no, but I really need to do this. But if it's something that you don't want more of in your life, don't do it. Like don't mm -hmm. waste any time doing it. Spend your time, doing things that you want more of. If you're in a conversation and you want more of it, then keep doing that. If you don't want any more, don't, like, don't end this podcast with me at this moment, please, or I'll feel terrible. No. If, <laughs> if you're doing something that you don't want more of, um, you do have a finite amount of energy. 
you're going to get a bunch more energy lately. I think you're going to get a download of energy, but um, direct it into the things that you want more of. That is manifesting 101. That shit completely works. Like okay. whatever you want more of, give all of your attention to the things you want more of. I mean, people, so much- sensations, music, whatever. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like where you direct your energy, that's where you know, the, the growth and the, the, the manifestation occurs. Right. And if you're neglecting things, they tend to wither and die, you know? And so that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Tell me what I, else you'd like to ask me anything. Um, gosh, I don't even know. Um, what about the chat? Does anybody in the chat have anything? I'm trying to, I'm trying to see here. Uh, a lot of people are loving this. It's fantastic. A lot of people are saying, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, what about like, um, so <clears throat> I mean, new business ventures. Like I got, I do have a new business project, a new startup that I'm involved in. And, uh, what, what, what would you think about that? Like, what are your thoughts around that? And it's, a, it's, it's been some bumps in the road, but it's overall, the vision is going to be miraculous. And I feel like in the long term, this is going to be life changing. Yeah, I feel I felt a little upswell in my chest, like uh, excited about it. So I'm feeling definitely your excitement. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about the bumps in the road. Yeah. Uh, can That's you, it. Yeah. Can you see future you? Like, can you picture what your day would be like doing this new business? Could you see what future yeah. Scott looks like doing it? Totally, hundred percent. You like that guy? Oh yeah. So start acting like that guy today. Um, okay. And I have this um, spirit guide that I can loan out to people named uh, Frederick. Whoa. Just however you want. Frederick can come and help you with any bumps in the road with this new business venture. He's kind of like a fussy, older gay guy. But whenever oh, wow. I have problems with logistics or details or like happen to make hard phone calls or something, I go, Frederick, come help with this. And he just goes, oh, I can take care of this. No big deal. Yeah, let me take care of this. Blah, 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 blah. And he just moves all the details around and he's just like, then there's no problem. Just don't get hung up in the details. Keep your eye on that future Scott doing that thing, doing the business and just kind of let the detail, like put your energy into being that guy and let the details work out themselves. Um, okay. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just kind of just, just envision yourself already in that role. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I guess the I just logistic- have one more. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Finish, finish your thought there. Cause I did have one more, I guess I'll ask you. Logistics are, um, really important. Um, my partner is super good at like strategy and logistics and, and keeping all the details apart. And I'm way more vibes, but uh, you need both. But a yeah. lot of times um, the universe will take care of the details to make something happen. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And there's no amount, there's nothing you could do to stop it. It's going to happen. And if it's not meant to happen, then you're going to get buried in the, in the details and it won't happen and then let it go, but don't okay. sweat it. Cool. All right. I guess I have one more for you here. If you, if you have time, if you don't mind, yes. uh, what, what are your thoughts? What, what is the energy around long distance relationships? Long distance relationships. The first thing that came to mind is that um, you may be in a place 
where that is a safer way for you to try out a relationship. Mm. Um, I was talking to you before we started that I do energy healing. I like to do it on the phone or Zoom instead of in person. I'm not ready to do it in person yet. Um, and that is just um, giving me some space. And uh, you are super focused on yourself right now, and you should be. And if, the, if it's right with the person, then it, the distance doesn't mean anything. Uh, it may just be that the timing isn't right to, um, it's very overwhelming to be with a person that you're in love with to be in the same room with them. And maybe you need a little bit of space. Um, it's a problem if you just are constantly thinking about the person in the other place so that you're not in the moment in your own life. Sure. But if you can fully, and I would say be okay with it not working out, know that that Scott is fine either way, but that this is so cool, you know, also, but it's like um, icing on the cake not that yeah. we love sugar but no, uh, yeah exactly sugar, <laughs> sugar metaphor yeah so um but i think it may be good for the time being um even to give you a little bit of space and let things develop uh on a more um, a mental level and even just um spiritually you can do a lot. Distance doesn't really mean anything, but for some really sensitive, open-hearted people like you are, uh, physical presence constantly is completely overwhelming. Cool. Well, I can completely get on board with that. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, we'll see. It's just something that's a new development here, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So thank you. Wow. Becca, that's amazing. Well, I definitely want to, I mean, was there any, any other final thoughts or anything? Cause I feel very fulfilled by that. that was I'm glad it was very brave of you to do it. It's super vulnerable. Yeah. And um, I thank you. So it's such an honor to get to do that and just to yeah. get to feel you and feel what a great, great man you are. I'm oh. honored to know you and I'm so glad to help support your work in any way that I can. Well, I really appreciate what, that. You're, well, oh. you're, you're important. I want to say that too. You are really important and take your life seriously because what you're doing is, is serious business. And okay. Well, well, thank you, Becca. So I really want to do this, you guys. I just want to shout this out. So you guys, once we mentioned earlier, we kind of perused the website earlier. This is regenerativelifefarm.com. Links in the description. Please go check them out. Uh, if you look at the top here. Okay, so we looked at the garden blog, at events, recipes. Let's just look at the recipes real quick. Look at this, you guys. Go, go get some Terry's kale chips. Come on now. <laughs> But also, if you look at the top, there's a link for energy healing. You can go in here and you can book a session with Becca and you can do your own energy healing, right? And she, she'll she get the download and communicate that to you. But the thing that really stood out to me, testimonial, oh, I'm going to have to give you a testimonial. I'll have to do a testimonial for you. So yeah, I'll do that after this. But look, $16 for 30 minutes, $28 for an hour. Like that's like nothing. That's amazing. So how, how could you resist? You know, there, there's no excuse. I, mean, I shouldn't say it that way. I think it's a great way, a small investment to really gain some insight into whatever it is you're working on right now. Right. You know, what is it? Therapists, counselors, whatever they spend, I spend hundreds of dollars an hour, thousands of dollars an hour for that. And so for like 16 bucks, you get a good half hour energy reading. Like I just got there. Thank you for doing that by the way, Becca. But I really hope that everybody goes to regenerative life farm 
book an appointment and just have just such an awesome light worker or person, a warrior of the light, like just actually give you some insight into whatever it is you're working on. You're like this is Becca's one of us, you guys. And so that's what we want to do. We want to not only just surround ourselves with people that are, are, are similar worldviews and just like, you know, on the same path, but we also want to support each other. That's a huge part of it too. But we also, you know, you know, if you're, if you're looking for that type of work, why, why, why not have it be from somebody in our community? You know what I'm saying? So that's, it's powerful, very special. I feel very, uh, enlivened by that so thank you so much Becca. and please i hope you i hope you guys all go and sign up and, and uh go get an energy reading it'd be fun then let me, you know let us know how it goes so there you go well becca you, you're doing amazing work out there I'm, I'm just uh very grateful that there are people like you out there doing what you're doing educating people i heard you in the interview with paul talking about how you know you, you you're working with like a lot of the schools and kids you have kids coming out and so just like helping them understand what regenerative farming is helping me understand what regenerative farming is, you know, like you're doing really good work out there. So yeah, just thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Was there anything else you want to shout out or anything before we leave? No, thank you, Scott. It's been an amazing conversation for me. I just, I enjoyed it so much. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you guys just follow her, uh, regenerative life farms. It doesn't sound like she does the social medias or anything like that, which is probably something I should strive for one of these days, but Anyway, that's the life of a podcaster. You got to deal with the old social media. So, all right, Becca, well, let's stay in touch and we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks. All right, guys. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with you guys next week. I got another awesome lineup of shows. Like I'm booking some shows out that are going to be pretty cool. So just stay tuned and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.